Welcome to the Eddie Hot Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined me today on this Monday morning as we continue our series on Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Today we're getting into chapter 2 and we're going to be talking about, some people call it identification, our identification with Jesus Christ. Of course, we can only be identified with him because he first identified with us in our sinful and fallen state. That's what the incarnation is all about. That's what the cross is all about. Almighty God identifying with fallen sinful humanity. But he he identified with us so that we could be lifted up and become identified with him. He identified with us in our sin so that we could be identified with him in his righteousness. He identified with us in our failure so that we could be identified with him in his glorious victory. So let's begin reading. Have a, I'm going to close this uh, episode today with a very powerful reading from Martin Luther. So, so stay with me, and uh, let's begin with Ephesians chapter 2. And chapter 2, verse 1 says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now, uh, I'm reading in the New King James, and the words he made alive are not in the Greek. It literally says, merely says, and you who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now, if you're reading a translation like the NIV, the NIV is an, uh, a translation that's called a dynamic equivalent. In other words, it's not a word-for-word translation. They try to give you a, a dynamic equivalent of what the writer has said. but And that can be good, but sometimes you, you lose a sense of what is actually going on in the passage. So let, let's, let's comment on this for a moment. And remember that Paul did not write in chapters and verses. So we must not flick our mind off and on between verses and chapters, because when Paul wrote this and the, the first readers of this, they read it flowed all together like a letter. And that is very important in what we're talking about today. So chapter 2, verse 1, literally says, and you who were dead in trespasses and sins. There's no verb in that statement. Where is the verb? Well, we have to look up a few verses to find the verb. Most likely the verb, and it seems obvious, the verb is in chapter 20. Chapter 20 where it says, which he worked in Christ, talking about the mighty power of God, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. Now, we were talking about this uh, in our last episode about this incredible victory of the resurrection of Jesus, how it is uh, the, the greatest, the ultimate, and the greatest demonstration of power the universe has ever known the mighty power that was wrought in Jesus when God raised him from the dead, defeated Satan, broke the shackles of sin, defeated Satan and demons, and brought Jesus forth out of the tomb, a mighty conqueror. And then he ascended on high and sat down at the right hand of God, that place of ultimate authority in the universe. And 
in chapter 1, beginning at verse 15, all the way through verse 23, it's telling about this marvelous resurrection and ascension far above all principality and power and might and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And and then in, in chapter 2, verse 1, and remember, Paul wasn't, wasn't writing in chapters and verses. He says, and you who were dead in trespasses and sins. In other words, he's making a point that what Jesus did, he did not do for himself. He didn't have to go to the cross. He didn't have to do all of this uh, for himself. He did all of this, Paul is saying, for you. Meaning that what God has done in Christ, he has also done for us. Because you see, Jesus went to the cross as our representative. He went to the cross in our place, bearing our sins. And there's a sense where when Jesus went to the cross, he took us with with him. He took the whole human race with him. That's why Paul could say in Galatians chapter 2, I have been crucified with Christ. And so he went to the cross. He was laid in the tomb. And I can, I can, in my mind, I can picture all of heaven, the angels. They're, they're almost standing on tiptoes, awaiting to see Jesus come out of the tomb. Because if he doesn't come out of the tomb, not only has he perished, but the whole human race has perished. Because he has gone there as our representative on our behalf. And so, therefore, when Jesus came out of the tomb, you came out of the tomb. I came out of the tomb. Now, that can only be applied and appropriated by those who put their faith in Jesus and what he has done. But he did it. He accomplished it for every human being. But for any human being to access the blessings and benefits of what he has done, it has to be appropriated by repentance and faith. But I want you to see the fact that Jesus, he did all of this not for himself, for us. And so that is why God says, and you. (laughs) When he came out of the tomb, you came out of the tomb. When he was raised up from the dead by the mighty of power, God, you were raised up because he was there on your behalf. When he was ascended on high and sat down at the right hand of God, You sat down with him because he's doing it all for you. So now let's let's keep reading this. And you who were once dead in trespasses and sins. So we were dead. We needed a resurrection. We needed life. Dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Yes, the human race is a fallen race. I happened to come across somebody, I don't know know who he was, uh, a very vibrant uh, preacher speaking, and he was talking about how uh, he did not believe in original sin. 
You were made in the image and likeness of God. You are a wonderful person. You're a beautiful person. Just go out and be that beautiful person you are. Totally leaving out Genesis chapter 3, where our first parents declared their independence from God, turned away from God, opened the door to Satan, to death, to sin. And because of that, the Son of God had to come and rescue us from our fallen state. And so, yes, we have needed a Savior because the human race in its natural fallen state today is separated from God and in desperate need of a Savior. And Paul said that's where we all were. But then look at verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Notice he made us alive together. When Jesus was made alive, we were made alive. Verse 6, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. Notice we were raised up together with him, and he's caused us to sit together in places, in, in heavenly places with him. What incredible blessings and benefits are ours because of what Jesus has done. And when we put our faith, when we turn to God and put our faith in him, I want to close by reading. This is from a little book written by Martin Luther in the early 1500s called The Freedom of a Christian. And, and he's, he's using the analogy of us being the bride of Christ. Listen to this. This is very powerful. He says, the third incomparable benefit of faith is that it unites the soul with Christ as a bride united with her bridegroom. And if they are one flesh and there is between them a true marriage, it follows that everything they have, they hold in common. Accordingly, the believing soul can boast and glory in whatever Christ has, as though it were his own. And whatever the believing soul has, Christ claims as his own. Christ is God and man in one person. By the wedding ring of faith, he shares in the sins, death, and pains of hell, which are his brides. As a matter of fact, he makes them his own and acts as if they were his own. And as if he himself had sinned, he suffered, died, and descended into hell that he might overcome them all. Now, since it was such a one that did all this, and death and hell could not swallow him up, these were necessarily swallowed up by him in a mighty deed. For his righteousness is greater than all the sins of humanity, his life stronger than death, his salvation more invincible than hell. Thus the believing soul, by means of the pledge of his faith, is free in Christ, its bridegroom free from all sins, secure against death and hell, and is endowed with eternal righteousness, life, and salvation of Christ, its, its bridegroom. Who then can fully appreciate what this royal marriage means? Who can understand the riches of the glory of this grace? Here this rich and divine bridegroom, Christ, marries this poor, wicked harlot, 
redeems her from all her evil and adorns her with all his goodness. Her sins cannot now destroy her since they are laid upon Christ and swallowed up by him. And she has that righteousness in Christ, her husband, of which she may boast as her own and display in the face of death and hell and say, If I have sinned, yet my Christ, in whom I believe, has not sinned, and all his is mine, and all mine is his, as the bride in the Song of Solomon says, I am my beloved's, and he is mine. Yes, in this wonderful salvation, Almighty God, through Jesus Christ, came down and, and identified with us in our fallen state so that we may be lifted up and be identified with him, with Jesus in his glorious victory and resurrection, and now seated at the right hand of God. What a wonderful salvation is ours through Jesus Christ. This is Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. My, check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. A lot of resources there that will bless you. And um, you'll also see contact information for both Sue and I there on that homepage. If you'd like to bless our ministry with a donation, which are tax deductible in the United States, uh, you see uh, a PayPal icon there. There's other ways you can give, which uh, if you will notice that you will find instructions there. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for another episode of the Eddie Hyatt Podcast.